Welcome to the universe. What if I told you that you have the universe within? What would you want to explore? Will you have come to the right space? This is the universe with Naomi Hoot. Are you ready? Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode on the Universe Podcast. This is my first episode that I'm recording from Germany, and I'm currently staying at my grandparents' place. And with me today, I have a dear old family friend, Caspian. Hello, and welcome. Hi, hey Naomi. Hello, everyone. <laughs> uh, thank yeah, you for having so me. Yeah, so we've known each other for years and years and years, and it's so amazing to see how your journey has evolved. And yeah, would you like to introduce yourself? Ah, uh, yeah, sure. Thank you. Uh, firstly, thank you for having me on, and likewise, your journey's been uh, awesome to be involved in and to keep up with and see how it's been going. So. Yeah, this is exciting stuff. Uh, yeah, to introduce a little bit about myself, um, my name's Caspian and Caspian Burrell, and I'm originally from the UK. About three years ago, I uh, quit my job from aerospace engineering, and I went traveling for about a year around the world, or around Southeast Asia more specifically. And then I found my way to Bali about almost two years ago now. And I've been in Bali for a couple of years, and I'm a yoga teacher now. And uh, I have a lot of uh, my focus is on acro yoga, teaching acro yoga too, and that brings me a lot of joy. So that's what I'm spending a lot of my time doing at the moment. That's amazing. And actually, for people that don't know what acro yoga is, would you just like to explain a little bit what it is, like the concept of it? Oh yeah, totally. Sorry, I kind of assume always that everyone knows. <laughs> um, yeah, no acro. Acro yoga is a type of yoga where you work together with other people. So obviously, if you know a bit about yoga, you normally have your own little mat and you do your own yoga practice. Uh, as I'm sure a bunch of people listening to this podcast know that you're a yoga teacher too, and they've probably seen you do some stuff. So acro is like taking that practice and putting it on top of another person. So it's way more fun. It's uh, I think the biggest way I'll explain the difference is when you do your own yoga practice, it's all about yourself and about uh, going inside yourself and practicing, you know, and dedication, everything. Uh, and acro is all about teamwork or communication, connection and working with others. So that's the biggest difference is it kind of cultivates those interpersonal uh, things. Yeah, that's really beautifully said. It's basically bringing your solo practice on top of another person or <laughs> yeah. below someone else. And <laughs> and the thing is, it sounds easy, but honestly, it has so much to it that you can't actually even put into language. It's just mm. something that you experience with um, during the acro jams or classes. And what I've realized is, I mean, I remember when you actually came to Singapore, I think this was end of 2018, and it was your first time, right? Wasn't it your first time doing acro yoga with me? Uh, that wasn't my first time, no. It was, uh, I'd done acro, I'd done acro, I think the first time ever, this is gonna sound really strange, I had a Tinder date and she invited me to do acro. <laughs> That's actually the first experience I ever, ever had and that was in Vietnam. Um, but yeah, that was only like a half a year before we did acro the first time in Singapore as well. So yeah, I was pretty new at that time, yeah. 
Yeah, I remember it was so, so awesome because it was my first time and I brought my friend and then you met Jayan and then we yeah. all four together jammed together <laughs> and we did like formations and <laughs> it was so much fun. And that's when I also realized, oh my gosh, like there's so much to it that you can't really learn in just a normal yoga class or even alone because you learn things like trust, yep. like to me, trust is the biggest thing that I learned in in acro yoga. Also, being comfortable with your body, mm-hmm. because if you aren't comfortable with your body, someone else can tell, and then it's not in in sync yep. or in flow as much as if you just surrender to your own body and then allow that to be in the hands of someone else. And and then also communication, which is so, so, so important, open communication mm-hmm. and really expressing, you know, if there's danger and then you say it. And there's so many things to acro that I could actually apply to my own life, even yep. beyond acro yoga. And it's just amazing how you were the one that actually really introduced it to me. <laughs> but not just that, like you also introduced me to um, there's uh, yoga teacher training in Rishikesh, India, which is <laughs> like the place where yoga comes from. And that was the time when I had just started my yoga journey it was like a month before and then you came to Singapore it so (laughs) happened that you shared about your journey and you sold your stuff and you traveled and it and then I went to the school and it was thanks to you and that kick-started my whole of 2019 last year so it's like super super special that we met end of 2018 and that also that you brought all of these new gateways into my life and it's just incredible how much one person can do and yeah so i'd like to thank you for that too oh damn (laughs) how to respond to that (laughs) uh yeah for sure i know exactly what you're talking about though like um in the same way maybe i've influenced you a little bit it's the same for me you know different people come into your life and they have a you know a big impact on you even like my first uh yoga lesson yeah that was that i ever really properly did was while I was traveling in Thailand. And yeah, that was super like impactful on me. And uh, I, I kind of did free yoga lessons at this hostel I was staying at and I stayed there for a week and did it every single day. And that was like the start of my journey as well. And this this amazing teacher uh, was guiding me there. So that was like impactful to me as well. And yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible how much, uh, you don't realize sometimes how much you can influence people or, or impact their lives, you know, and have a great effect. <laughs> Yeah, it's amazing. Can I ask you, though, like what kickstarted your journey towards um, quitting your old job and then traveling around the world mm. and learning yoga and now teaching yoga for the past two years, right? Uh, yeah, well, I think I've been teaching even longer than that. But yeah, I think when I look back on my life as well, when I was growing up, I often didn't like the idea of a kind of normal job, let's say. So I kind of knew from a young age that I wasn't super keen on that lifestyle. Um, and then I ended up going to university, getting a degree, getting a job, working for several years in the industry and realizing in that corporate world that for me, the biggest realization was, uh, the never ending kind of aspect of it. So I'd have a holiday. I'd come to Singapore. Actually, I'd go to like a holiday for Singapore for like two weeks, uh, around Christmas time. And then I come back and my job's always there at the end, you know, and it's like, You'd be looking forward to the evenings to go do your sports or do other stuff. Um, Or I'd be having a nice weekend and then it's always back to work, you know. And so for me, it was like this this constant thing that was always there. And when I looked at the potential 
you know, future of my life. It was like, I'm going to be doing this for the next 40 years if I don't change something. You know, I'm just going to get to 60 and I've just been doing this my whole time, just living on the weekends or whatever, you know. And it's not that I didn't um, enjoy my job. It's just that kind of uh, inevitableness of it the kind of never endingness of it. That's what really for me um, inspired me to change and make a change and not want to live that way. So yeah, I guess at some point in those few years of working, I realized that and I just decided, okay, I have to quit and I have to go do something entirely different. Um, and it's really interesting, you know my mum actually, she, she was the one who gave me the idea of going traveling. We were just chatting one day and I was talking like, okay, I'm going to quit. I'm going to go move to a different country. You know, I've had enough of, I've spent so long in England in my life and I haven't experienced living anywhere else. It's just seems such a limited way of living. So I was like, I need to go do something different. And she was like, before you decide where to go, why don't you go travel and see a load of places and then decide. Um, so yeah, she was the one actually who gave me, uh, kind of planted the seed, let's say of traveling. Um, wow yeah. <laughs> that's awesome that it was your mom as well yeah, because yeah. you know it's like also really comforting to a certain extent where you know your family um has your back as well for this big decision and what actually gave you the courage though to just like quit your job like that's a big step mm, yeah that's a big that's a good question well i mean at the same time around that time i had uh was going through a breakup with my ex of i was in a relationship for about five years so when that happened, that was kind of like the final thing was like, okay, I've got nothing more holding me back here. Yeah, you know, I should just go and do this. Um, yeah, I, I, it's hard for me to remember specifically what, what gave me enough kind of courage or decision to do that. I think the biggest factor was, yeah, just not wanting to live how I was, you know. And it's not like I had a huge plan of where I was going to go or what I was going to do. It was just like, okay, I'm just going to go away from this for a while and then kind of make make a decision from there or work it out as I go. So where did you end up going, like, throughout your travels? Like, where did you begin? And did you did you backpack? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, so I literally, um, I packed a backpack, uh like, yeah, maybe like 10, 15, ki 15 kilos of stuff all in a backpack and flew out. I actually landed in Singapore first for a couple of days. And then I spent uh, about a month in Thailand um, just Koh getting... I went to Koh Phangan. Actually, yeah, Koh Phangan was super nice. It's a really cool place. Um, I went all around Thailand, actually. I had some really good experiences. Uh, I mean, I could talk for hours about traveling and stuff. It depends uh, where we want to go with this. But yeah, I... I um, I visited, I spent a whole year traveling around Southeast Asia. So I spent a month in Thailand, three months motorbiking around Vietnam. Um, I spent a couple of months working in a hostel in Cambodia. I spent a month in Laos, again, exploring and traveling. I rented a tuk-tuk and drove a tuk-tuk around Sri Lanka for a month. <laughs> After that, that was amazing. <laughs> and that then, is so cool. Yeah. It's so good. And then I obviously went to Rishikesh and uh, did my yoga teacher training. And then actually another highlight after that was that I went to Nepal and I spent a couple months in Nepal. I did these amazing treks and I climbed uh, Island Peak Mountain there, had some huge, you know, uh, revelations and things as I was doing that. And then eventually made my way to Bali as well. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. And now this is where you're currently at, right? And this is where you're based. Yeah, so I've been in Bali for a couple of years and 
yeah, it's my intention to stay here for the near future. I mean, I don't plan too much ahead and too far ahead nowadays, but yeah, right now this is a great place for me, especially because of the community of friends and yoga teachers and acro yoga that's here. Acro yoga is actually the thing that really kind of kept me in Bali. Um, and that gave me a lot of focus and purpose at the moment as well. So yeah, it's a brilliant community here. It's really wonderful. And the locals are amazing as well. And the food's top notch. <laughs> Oh my god, I totally agree. Like that when I went to Bali, it was the first time I ever found out about tempeh. <laughs> I was <laughs> oh, really? like, what is this? This wow. is so good. But it wasn't really that common in Singapore. And I mm. was just like, oh my gosh, like the food here is food paradise for me, at least like Singapore as well, but it was very different. Um, but yeah, okay, so in Germany, the food is food paradise for you? No, no, in Bali. Oh, in Bali. Oh, I was going to say. Yeah, well, I mean, in Bali, it's a special place because they have a lot of vegan and vegetarian options here. But I want to ask you, like, throughout your travels and you really having all this time to get to know yourself better on a deeper level, what were some of the biggest revelations that you did have or life-changing mm. moments or inner shift that really, like, had a big impact on you stepping into your power and knowing what to do and navigating clearer oh wow okay that's a <laughs> that's a deep question okay let's see um i think one of the main things is maybe it wasn't a specific thing but just travel in general for me especially going to i mean i'm lucky enough that with my family i've been to quite a lot of countries on holidays but for a short time you know um but really traveling and backpacking in countries where you don't speak the language and you're not used to the culture or the food. It's basically just throwing you completely outside your comfort zone. So I guess the best way to answer your question is everything that's kind of pushed me outside of my comfort, grown, uh, comfort zone has helped me to grow. So traveling in general, especially kind of the first month in Thailand and then in Vietnam as well, I saw this whole kind of shift in me like from wow, this is unknown scary, you have a lot of anxiety, you're like, oh God, I need to book a flight, I need to book this hotel, I need to have plans, I need to know what I'm going to do, you know, because um, I'm in a strange country I don't know about, blah, 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 to, you know, after a month or two of traveling, it was super chill, it was like, oh, okay, uh, where am I going to go today? Okay, I'm just going to drive down the coast to this this town, and when I get there, I'm going to work out where I'm going to sleep, I'm going to, like, find some friends at this hostel, you know? It's like you you totally become accustomed and used to what was previously your unknown and what you were scared of and then when you embrace that it helps you grow you know so for me definitely uh stepping outside your comfort zone is what's changed me i say another one was the same thing with uh yoga teacher training like i hadn't done a lot of yoga i didn't know much about it before i went there um, so again, doing a whole month of intensive training, you know, surrounded by different people from all different backgrounds who all kind of want to teach and all love yoga. That was a huge, like amazing transformation for me. Um, both in the yoga and being a student and everything was really fun, but it was also more the connections I made with the people there. That was incredible. That's what really made, uh, the month so special for me. Um, and I'm going to add one more is the the trekking in Nepal. Again, that was like another step outside of the comfort zone. I'd never done trekking or hiking much before. So actually, before I went traveling, I'd never really, maybe I'd like done a one day trek or half a day around countryside in the UK or up a, like a small hill in the UK. Um, so when I went traveling, I when I got to Nepal, I did, I started with a 13 day trek. So that's like 
pack your pack your bag and you go <laughs> you know it's like every day walking eight hours up a you know up this crazy high altitude stuff so that was like step right off the deep end of my comfort zone but again it's like you you you're forced to adapt or you know or fail so uh you adapt really quickly and you grow from that and you learn so much yeah well, that's absolutely amazing. And it's I think it's really helpful for me as well, because I just packed my backpack two days ago and I'm starting my backpack journey. <laughs> yes. So maybe that's why this is like perfect, because the thing is, like, I love putting myself out of my comfort zone. I love challenges. I love the unknown. But this is also a next level step mm. into the unknown as well, where I literally need to like I catch myself overthinking a bit about the future often actually and and really surrendering to the moment and then just then just flowing with not knowing is a next it's like it's huge if if it, you could be anywhere mm-hmm. you could go to any place so like how how do you backpack 8 hours with such a like heavy backpack that's the thing you get used to it it's amazing like you start the first day and you're like oh my god this is like weighing me down this is like you know i'm not gonna be able to do this you stop every like hour or so and sit down for five ten minutes like oh but you just get on with it and you get used to it it's it's so much of the these kind of things is in the mind you know it's our it's our brain that's telling us oh we can't do this like you know this is so difficult this is so hard um but yeah just by taking each step at a time, being in the moment, in the present, like you said, um, that really helps you get through it. And whatever motivates you at that time, you know, I had some interesting things come up at different times of what's, uh, what motivated me through certain stuff. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. And then, okay, from all of these experiences, where are you right now? And where, what are you focusing most of your time on mm. right now? And I, I sort of feel that you've now opened up to actually contributing and maybe teaching and bringing these sort of things to more people. So, yeah, what are you working on right now? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I've been teaching yoga for a while and I've been teaching acro, which is, I guess, acro yoga is more of my focus the last year or so. Um, and I'd say mostly the reason for that is it's I have so much passion for it. I, you know, I love it so much. I still enjoy yoga a lot, but I get just so much joy out of acro practicing and teaching. Um, so that's where I'm putting my focus right now. It's kind of like I'm less concerned about the long term goals and more about, you know, just following what I want to be doing and what, uh, you know, what I enjoy. Uh, so that's definitely been my focus for now. I have considered um sharing more of you know kind of uh travel things so actually i mentioned to you i'm actually also gonna be doing uh, i've started doing retreats and one of the retreats i'm gonna be doing next year is it's just for a family and friends so it's not open to everybody but it's uh gonna be this trek in nepal so i i want to take other people into that experience that i had in nepal and i want to share it with them and i think it will be absolutely incredible so yeah, it's kind of like at the moment, it's more just following the, the things that I'm passionate about and trying to share them to other people that I know will get a lot out of them. So for Acro, I personally think Acro would be good for everyone. That's part of my kind of uh, ethos behind Acro and why I like to teach it is because I think so many people need those skills we talked about that it gives you about communication, about trust about fun and playfulness maybe i i have a bit too much of that in my life um but yeah i think people need more of that most people especially if you're in your corporate job you're in the 
you know, Western world and you're stuck in stuck in your certain way of being, let's say, this is a great way to open you up to more possibilities, uh, more people make great connections. Most of my friends nowadays are all just from Acro Yoga because they're the most open, playful, fun and happy people. Um, so I just totally gravitate towards that. Yeah, I can relate. When I went to Bali for a month last year, I met most of my friends that I'm still really close to today through Acro Yoga. And it was there, that was where I also met um, Crystal. And I just visited Crystal this year in Tasmania. Oh, wow. And nice. I stayed yeah. with her in Tasmania for two weeks. And it's just incredible to have gotten that sort of open gateway into all these, meeting all these people through a sport. Like, I can't even. Yeah call it a sport nearly it's really just I, I don't even know it's like a physically exerting and fun activity <laughs> like a jam so um that was incredible because you know I wouldn't have had so many more open doors if it weren't for acro yoga and that's why even now coming to Germany like what makes me feel more safe and secure as well is that now I've registered for Acro Yoga Berlin, Acro Yoga yes, Amsterdam. Nice. And like, even though I know nobody, that's the first thing I did. And that's where, the, and I've already been looking at like upcoming jams and even in mm -hmm. Nuremberg, they have Acro Yoga too. Yep. And, and it's just amazing because that gives me sort of um, that feeling of already having a potential community without yes. even being in the place yep. yet. Yep, totally. I totally agree. And it's, it, the amazing thing is it's, Although it's a wonderful widespread community all around the world, it's kind of a very uh, uniquely connected community. Like you said, I, I now have a bunch of acro yoga friends in Germany, in uh, the Netherlands, all around in all these different places around the world. Uh, just because they've come to Bali, we've met or, you know, we, we met friends of friends of friends through acro yoga. So for sure, I feel like if I'm ever going to travel anywhere in the world, I'm going to have a friend there, hopefully in acro yoga or someone. So, and I think it's, especially for me, I, you know, I come from a sports background, um, and from martial arts and all these different kind of team sports or group activities and nothing has the sense of community for me, the same as acro yoga does in the sense of mm. warming and welcome, you know, especially like football teams in the UK. It's like, yeah, you mates and you have a lot of this stuff, but it's not, it's not quite the same. So, yeah. mm, that's a really good point. And the more I also think about eventually starting my own platform starting my own business like I always make it very like my idea is very community based and very community driven it's all about interconnecting people and to me it's about the people and them having the opportunity to meet that really fuels my ideas and and gives me that inspiration to really work on it because in the end it's like it's not about me it's about other people having the opportunity to connect where they didn't have the opportunity possibly before. So I, that's a really, that's, that's a big one. It's really community. Yeah. Community is huge. I mean, it's like anything, even business organizations, you know, what makes those things successful is not the company, it's the people who work in them. Um, and it's the same with everything. Yeah. People, people investing in people, investing in those connections that, uh, you know, those relationships is what, makes things valuable it's what makes things great and i've totally yeah. uh experienced that through being a teacher as well you know and seeing other teachers it's often it's not it's not all about what you know or your skill or whatever it's it's mostly about the connection you make with people and that's you know 
different people walk into a classroom, some of them will connect with you. Some of them will like your your energy, your vibe, your way of teaching, your way of being, and some won't. And that's totally fine. Those, the ones who are drawn to you, they're the ones who will connect with you. They're the ones who will be your students. And the other ones will connect with other teachers. Um, so yeah, definitely. So much about connection and yeah, a huge learning curve. And I know you're working on something right now. Like, are you open to share about it? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I'm always working on lots of stuff. <laughs> yeah. But recently, I've made a super exciting thing, which is a, a beginner's acro yoga course. So it's a course that's literally designed for someone who's never even heard of it before. Um, it's very simply done and very nicely kind of taught. We've got videos of us teaching with a pair of beginner students who are also taking, so you can see them practicing at the same time and understand that if they can do it, you can do it. Um, and so it's about a 10 hour course. It's five hours of recorded uh, high quality teaching content and then five hours of live stuff. So the live stuff's also gonna be really interesting because we'll be doing Zoom calls a bit like we're, we're on right now. And uh, we'll be having multiple students on and we can do Q and A's, give kind of coaching feedback on what you're doing. And the bit I'm super keen on is that we'll be talking about in more detail about the communication, the trust, the connection, how you cultivate those uh, strong principles in your practice. And those are the things that can transfer to the rest of your life, you know? So that's the bit I'm super keen on. Um, and there's all these little tricks and tips we have for that. You know, it's about like intention setting before you train with your partner um, and like how you communicate what you're comfortable with and what you're not comfortable with, what your boundaries are, you know, how you can always say no. If someone asks you, hey, do you want to try this and you're scared of it or you don't feel comfortable, it's totally okay to say no. So we cover all these things uh, through the live classes in more detail. And I think it's, yeah, it's the perfect, package to give you a great foundation for acro yoga and then when you go and want to learn more you can spread out meet your people in your communities and you can have a good time playing and have a great experience with it mm, i think what really stands out to me as well is like when i first started acro yoga i was really excited when i learned something and immediately wanted to try it out at acro jams but the, then I attended some classes or some workshops and that is where I actually learned about boundaries and about safety and about uh, spotting. Spotting yeah. is something, do you want to explain it? <laughs> uh, sure, I mean, yeah, spotting Spotting's just when you're the external person. So if these, let's say two people are working, one person's lying on the ground and the other person's flying on top of them, you're the external person who's, most people think is just responsible for the safety. So you're making sure that they don't fall and injure themselves. But actually, you have so much more of a role there. You, you're kind of giving, sometimes giving motivation and encouragement, like, hey, come on, guys, you can do it. You, you're great, you know. Um, or you're giving uh, an external view, because sometimes when you're in something and you're doing it, you can't see or appreciate how it looks from a different perspective. So having that outside perspective really helps, and you can help communicate between the two. Um, so, so, yeah, spotting is a hugely valuable, valuable role. And... The thing I like to say about spotting that I've realized the more I go into acro is no one ever achieved or, you know, did anything difficult in acro without spotters. Like if there's no spotters, we would never be able to learn the more, you know, challenging tricks or the things that we want to progress in. You need that support of other people. You need to be able to trust those people 
to take care of you and support you and make sure you don't fall and die <laughs> or whatever in, uh, in the poses that you're doing and stuff. So yeah, it's super, yeah, I'm so super happy. powerful. I'm so happy you're explaining this because that's, that's exactly like the, you even mentioned a lot of things that I wasn't even aware of before as well, because spotting to me only came like after a couple months of me even doing acro yoga, going to gems. And I realized more and more, the more workshops I also in, uh, um, attended, I realized how important the foundation is. Yep. And the foundation was something that I never worked on enough. And honestly, you can always learn more tricks and advanced stuff and it's mm -hmm. cool and fun. But the thing is, if there's one certain thing that you were maybe not aware of that you would have been aware of if you had that foundation before maybe you can prevent a huge injury or you can yeah. prevent some like injuring another person. So yeah, that's why the more I go into acro yoga, the more I realize how important foundations are, which is why I think it's so great that you guys are mm. actually offering this and also showing like the different roles and uh, yeah. like that a spotter is not just there for one thing. The spotter has many things that <laughs> contributes to it then in the end working and being so beautiful and in flow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. I think the, the point you make about foundations is applicable to everything. And that's what I see, you know, as, especially other sports or movement practices. It's like if you don't get your foundations right, you're building your house on a shaky ground, you know. So the further yeah. and higher you get, the more you're liable to have a big fall and a big, you know, eventually it's going to come tumbling down. So... Yeah, I apply this to a lot of things, especially with, with yoga and other practices. I mean, I also did martial arts when I was younger, as you also did, I believe. It's like you need that foundation key, you know, you need to get it really drilled in your body, in your mind, and you need to fully embody it so that when you go forwards, you know, you have those building blocks really secure because um, otherwise you risk injury, especially in yoga and martial arts. You know, if you don't know how to do it and then you, you're putting a lot of force or a lot of energy and you're trying to go further and advance your practice more, you're just more likely to get injured. So, and I think this is the same for other aspects of your life too. It's like your relationships, you know, you build a good foundation in your relationship before you go too far. It's like you meet someone and suddenly jump into a relate uh, into like a full um, partnership or you want to get married within a few months. It's like, okay, we haven't, uh, you know, set the, the foundations well here. So I think it's super uh, applicable to all, all aspects of life. Yeah. Wow. Super deep. And even boundaries, being able to say no, it's such an important thing that I actually learned recently. And it's, it's honestly, there's so many different things that come just from acro yoga. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so that's why I'm going to ask you some last questions. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> what is one thing that you find yourself asking yourself a lot? I find myself asking myself. Yeah, so like what's a reoccurring question ah, that comes okay. up? That's a great question. Nice. Um, okay, there's a few. I'd say I guess one of one of the things that had come up a lot in the past, maybe maybe less so nowadays, but it has recurred a lot throughout my life, is a kind of a question of purpose or of meaning. Um, so I think even when I was very young, I kind of had this this question quite a lot. Um, about what should I do with my life? You know, I can kind of consider for a long time, this sounds really strange and I don't know, I wonder what my friends or family will think of this, but I consider for a long time that if, you know, we're just supposed to be morally good and do, you know, the best we can do and be a good person, then 
why should I not just quit everything and go and do charity work for my whole life? You know, that's like the most noble thing I can do, just help others. Um, so I, I did consider this for a long time. And it's, I kind of, um, that question has come back many times about what is my purpose or, you know, what should I be doing with my life? And I think that also maybe links back to what we were talking about before with um, the engineering job and then deciding to quit that. So kind of, I think over time, my answer to that question has been, I should serve people or help, you know, in a good way, in a way that still fulfills me um, and, you know, makes me content or happy. Uh, but in a way that I'm unique or what I'm good at, let's say, because I obviously I can go to whatever and build wells and do charity work for places without water or whatever, but maybe that's not what's uh, my unique skill or benefit um, that I can give to people. So I think luckily I found that through acro yoga personally or yoga teaching. Um, It gives me a huge sense of fulfillment to share something directly with people and see what they get out of it, see their benefits that they receive back from it. Um, so from a personal point of view, that's that's inspires me a lot to teach and to share and to get better at what I'm passionate about so that I can be better at sharing it to people and help people more through that. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of my... Uh, answer to the question of what my purpose is, is to, you know, share what I'm passionate about and do it in such a way that I'm being very uh, true to myself and just, you know, living how I want to live and being who I want to be and letting that spread and letting people see that or experience it or be influenced by it, hopefully, um, and sharing that way. So that's, that's one question that has recurred a lot throughout the past, I would say, yeah. yeah (laughs) for sure for sure and and also um what has come from with time as i can tell is that you found that balance it's where you're still giving back but you're also giving to yourself Mm. and that is how you move forward yeah it's like that perfect balance yeah balance always you always need a balance in life (laughs) you can't give from an empty cup you have to fill your cup first Exactly. Okay, last question. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then we're coming to the final chapter. So if you had all the abundance in the world, <laughs> what would you want to do in that one month of just pure abundance? As in like you're not financially worried and you have been working on whatever was necessary before. And now mm-hmm. you sort of have this one month with room where you could do anything that you've always wanted to do, what would you be doing in that one month? Ah, okay. Is that, uh, should I answer this as my current situation? Like what I would want to do kind of now? Okay. Um, I think part of it would be probably, again, bringing my family and friends and the people I care a lot about uh, on some kind of experience, maybe like a travel experience with me um, and sharing like, sharing some things that have, uh, you know, had a huge beneficial impact on my life. I think uh, maybe you you know a little bit about my parents. Like my mum and dad both live in the UK and they're still working. You know, it's the same thing. They're like uh, nearly 60 and still working. And I feel like I've had all these experiences that have luckily allowed me to be here and be doing this and living, you know, I'm already living my life quite happily how I want to be let's say in in the current moment I'm in in the present 
COVID obviously <laughs> allowing. And uh, yeah, and I kind of want to show my parents that it's not too late. You know, you can still come and have these experiences and do amazing things. Um, and luckily enough, my dad's actually uh, back in February last year, I think. Uh, he came and did a yoga retreat with me. So we both took a yoga retreat in Thailand. Yeah, it was super amazing. It was like incredible. Um, and that was just such a, such a wonderful experience, honestly, for me. And I think for him as well, you know, he, he got a lot out of it. So especially those people I care about, I really want to kind of bring them into this world and this experience and show them, open their eyes a bit to, to other opportunities. Um, yeah, that, that's part of what I do with the month. I think in the other month, I would want to do lots of acro with <laughs> or like share acro, go teach at uh, some different festivals and, you know, uh, do different things where I can spread that. So that's my two oh, things. That. Yeah, that's so great. And also the fact that you did a yoga retreat with your dad. <laughs> like it's, my, it's my dream to do. I don't know if you've heard of the Hoffman process. Wim, the Hoffman or Wim Hof? Uh, Hoffman. So oh, it is okay, a specific type of retreat i think it's like 10 days or something or eight days um i don't actually know too much about it but like all the other retreats that i did in my life (laughs) teacher (laughs) trainings um it's a feeling that i get where i'm like okay i know this is on my path and the thing is with this specific one it goes so deep into who you are from the very core going all the way to the roots of your pure human existence in mm. this life that um, I really want my mom to come uh, with me and we get to ex- <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine your mom on a retreat. Oh my God. <laughs> exactly. This is That'd exactly why... Yeah, exactly. Like, this is exactly why I feel like um, the more I I have these experiences for myself, I want my family to also experience it. And I don't know, for this one specifically, my mom, because Mm. I feel like there's a lot of things we can often um, consume most of our time with, especially, like you said, working a lot and then also... Um, culture and the environment that someone's comfortable with and that's why it'd be such an incredible opportunity to share something that um, life-changing with my mom so Mm. for this for this specific one like I what I have as an intention is once I get like my first like proper big paycheck or like (laughs) paycheck I'm gonna literally book this retreat and go there with my mom and I don't even know where it is all I know is that this feels right and this is something I really want to do with her and then go through that transformation together and it will be pretty intense because you know she's my mom in the end of the day (laughs) yeah I can imagine my (laughs) I can't well I can't imagine what your mom would be like retreat i think it'll be incredible i kind of want to be there just to watch (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you'd be joining too yeah 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 there's so much there's so many people out there with so much to offer and so much knowledge in this world now so i think yeah anything that you feel called to and is uh interesting you especially to bring your mum to then i think it's super amazing and i think definitely and let me know when you go and do it and you book it maybe i'll come along who knows (laughs) exactly yeah i'll send you the details and nepal sounds it's also been my dream i haven't been yet uh we're gonna if you come you will have ah an incredible experience really like the the mental like the the difficulty in your mindset that you'll go through and the barriers it will break is like 
it will it will be life changing. For me, like wow. just to give you an idea, I did this. I climbed this mountain in when I was in Nepal. I think it was like six thousand two hundred meters high. It was, but it's it is still the hardest thing I've ever done in my whole life. And there's not even anything that comes close to it. And I can still remember the moment when I got to the top and I stood on the top, and it's this feeling of obviously just complete euphoria and like wow, I made it even though I felt like quitting so many times, you know, and I was whatever. And, you know, staying on top of this mountain, like crying with tears of like uh, happiness and like, you know, whatever achievement or whatever you want to call it. And the, the kind of feeling I had was if I can do this, I can do anything else in life. Like anything that life throws at me is not going to be as hard as this. So, like, if I can do this, if I can stay on top of this mountain, I can climb it, then I can conquer anything else. So that's, like, that unbelievable kind of motivational power that you'll get from doing something like that, uh, like a trek in the pool. Yeah, you'll, you'll, you have to come. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. And with that, I'd like to, that, that was, like, a beautiful way of closing it because I feel like, I feel that euphoria, like I feel what you're sharing because I feel like you went back to that moment yeah, when you were yeah. sharing and like that already gives me an insight and that's something I definitely want to experience too. So for anyone else that um, learned a lot throughout this podcast from <laughs> you, because I did as well, um, where can we find you and is there anything you'd like to share, anything upcoming that you'd still like to let people know and this is, yeah, this is your opportunity. Oh, thank you. Yeah, sure. Um, I would say the best places to uh, get in touch with me is uh, if you go on Instagram and do at cheeky acro monkey. <laughs> That's my Instagram handle. <laughs> cheeky acro it. monkey. So, I mean, if you ever come to Bali or you're around Southeast Asia, that's where I'm going to be based. If you're interested in um, acro yoga, you can drop me a message. I love to just see people's progress. You know, anyone who's working on stuff, even yoga or any kind of movement practice, if you ever like want some advice, um, I love just giving that for free and just like, you know, oh, this is a cool video. We've been working on this. We're struggling on this. And I'm like, yeah, you're doing amazing. Just try this and this. You know, I, I like to be involved and interactive with people on there. Um, and then the other thing I've got is uh, Acro Spirit. It's, uh, again, on Instagram, you can do at Acrospirit. It's still very juvenile right now, but we are producing, uh, we've done performances, Acro Yoga performances. They're really beautiful. <laughs> Please check it out. And uh, we're also doing the teaching stuff through there as well. So we're going to be creating even more content in the next months and weeks. Um, and one day my goal is to run teacher trainings through there as well. So if you want to learn how to teach acro yoga, that will be, uh, the place to look in the future if you come to Bali and we can do some stuff. So yeah, that's Amazing. where to look stuff up. Awesome. Okay. Thank you so, so, so much for being on the universe podcast today. And I can't wait to see your journey unfold and also evolve and for our paths to cross again and us collaborating someday. Yeah. I can't wait for that. excited for that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I know there's a lot of magic there and I'd like to say thank you so much because once again, like I just feel your joy. I really love how every time we meet, I just feel your happiness radiating <laughs> from within and your passion. And it's just so beautiful having like connecting with someone that can bring so much light into someone's life as well. And yeah, so thank you. Thank you so much. I want to say thank you to you, Naomi. You're, you know, 
from I've known you since a little girl and to see your growth and transformation, especially, I think I honestly have to say you're the most, uh, let's say mature or well put together, like 20 year old I've ever met. You are, you have an incredible future ahead of you and I'm honored to be a small part of that as well. So thank you so much for having me on here. Thank you. And with that, see you guys soon. (laughs) (laughs) This is The Universe with Naomi Hoot. Tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday for another episode. If you haven't yet, please like, review, subscribe, and share. See you soon.